It's going to take a miracle to get me into the army. Did I hear someone ask for a miracle? Let me hear you say, ah. Ah! That's close enough. A ghost. No. Get ready, Mulan. Your serpentine salvation is at hand, for I have been sent by your ancestors to guide you through your masquerade. So heed my word, because if the army finds out you're a girl, the penalty is death. Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? I am the guardian of lost souls. I am the powerful, the pleasurable, the indestructible Mushu. Pretty hot, huh? Uh, my ancestors sent a little lizard to help me? Hey, dragon. Dragon. Not lizard. I don't do that tongue thing. <laughs> you are... Intimidating? Awe-inspiring? Um, tiny. Of course. The travel size for your convenience. If I was my real size, your cow here would die of fright. Whoa, down, Bessie. My powers are beyond your mortal imagination. For instance, my eyes can see straight through your armor. Ow! All right, that's it. Dishonor. Dishonor on your whole family. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Stop. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just... Nervous. I've never done this before. Then you're going to have to trust me. And don't you slap me no more. We clear on that? All right? Okay. Let's get this show on the road. Cricky, get the bags. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got Make my day. Best day, big boy, huh? That's Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Let's get down to business <laughs> to face off two Mulan uh, movies. Uh, oh, this is Facing wolf. Off, a podcast where we take two similar bits of entertainment and compare, contrast, and rate them. Today, we are doing the classic 1998 Disney animated movie Mulan off against its newer 2020 live action remake reimagining, which is also called Mulan. Uh, I am your serpentine savior, Gabe, and joined with me is just a mere man. His name is Nick. That's me. What's up, man? It's me. And uh, man, also man. our heroine. Just a mere man. Our heroine, Layla. A mere man. And uh, let's make a man out of you, Layla, so you could be like Nick, a mere man. A mere hmm. man. Can we not? <laughs> no. no, we don't need to. You don't need to. Uh, that is uh, your prerogative. Hey, guys, uh, we're going to talk about Mulan movies. Are you super stoked? Yeah, yeah I love I'm really excited. <laughs> okay. I love one of these Mulans. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we could all guess which one like it is. I like it rhymes with pie caction. Um, let's. Good one. <laughs> uh, so we're doing these two movies for very obvious reasons. I don't think that we have yet yeah. done 
first a live action remake. I don't even know if we've done a animated verse like human. <laughs> or have we done like a remake, like a straight up remake of of something else? Or like we've done reworked stuff and like yeah, spin off. Maybe stuff. not I mean Willy Wonka? Yeah, but different. It's like it's totally different. Source material is a book. But yeah, same. You're right. So that yeah. would be the same one. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about and and we are now in this perpetual cycle of live action remakes of beloved uh, um, Disney animated movies. For instance, another Lion King movie is coming out, yes. and it is directed by none other than Barry Jenkins. <laughs> Ever heard of him? An incredible director. What the fuck are you doing, Barry? Uh, <laughs> remaking the Lion King, baby. He's getting that that cash. Yep, yeah. exactly. So, uh, wait, yeah, because they just remade Lion King, Literally and it made remade. it's like I think it's like top ten box office gross. <laughs> I mean, like just the live action version, so which was you're saying bad. Room for improvement. Could be, could be. Top five. Uh, I can't wait for the live action remake of The Emperor's New Groove. Uh, that and Little Mermaid, too. We got to talk about Little Mermaid. Well, that, that one's coming. I'm, coming saying, I'm saying they're never going to do Emperor's New Groove. But yes, you the never Little Mermaid know. is. Wow, dude, I got <laughs> really hyped up that there was going to be a live just action. Crush Nick New Groove, and you just crushed Nick Just pulled the rug straight from I just me, don't want to see the visualization of Emperor Cusco. Uh, turning into a, an alpaca or whatever. Yeah, oh, I hope it's like really graphic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I hope that, yeah, the transformation is like an American werewolf yeah. in London where it's like really oh disturbing. <laughs> yeah. But only for like 30 seconds of the movie. It's the just excruciating is, pain. Hilarious. And I hope that David's Yzma would look so life. scary too in real life. Oh, that would all just be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into it. Uh, the Little Mermaid, wow, that's going to be fascinating. We could talk about that later. Next time. But this is a prequel for Let's that. figure out. Yes, this is a prequel for a later conversation. Let's talk about these two movies and figure out which one is best. The only way that we know how, we're going to break them down with five categories and a rating scale of one to seven in each of those categories. Seven being um, a perfect arrow straight into the heart of your enemy and one being uh, the size of your dragon companion or a fun-sized dragon companion that would be completely useless in battle. Okay. And, you, you and four that. is middle or average or in between. <laughs> Made it up on the spot. You think did. it was pretty Definitely good. Killed it. Let's talk about hmm. how engaging these movies were. So hmm. let's talk about spectacularity, a uh, category where we talk about all the things that make a movie exciting or boring or distracting. Uh, Layla. Hmm. Why don't you kick us off with the original animated Mulan? I mean, yes, easy. Um, I'm going to give this a six. I, this is one of my favorite Disney movies. This was one of my favorites growing up. Um, I was obsessed with this movie when I was a kid. Um, I think as far as just Disney movies in general, like this movie was the first for me that really balanced like a great mixture of like depth, but also a lot of comedy. Like it, you know, there's all, all Disney movies have some kind of 
overarching theme that we're learning something from them, you know? But, like... Absolutely. This movie had more to it than that. Like, this movie dived into culture. This movie dived into family expectation. This movie dived into female roles. Like, in such a, like, powerful, beautiful way, but at the same time keeping you unbelievably engaged the whole time. Like, it is so funny to me. And I think it's also one that ages better than all the rest of them as an adult as well. Like the humor hits so well as an adult and I'm so engaged now watching it. Um, And the same goes for that depth too. Like I care even more now as an adult, as I'm seeing all of these types of things come into fruition at my age as a woman. And um, it's a movie that I like a hundred percent want every girl to still see. It's still so relevant and important. Um, and at the time it was such an important depiction of culture too, um, still is, but you know, in some ways kind of paved the way for Asian representation and it just, it's, it's just such an entertaining movie through and through. It's perfect. It's an hour 30, 36 and it's, just seamless to me i'm entertained the whole time perfect amount of action sequences perfect amount of like engagement with the villain the villain is such a good villain to me he scares the crap out of me and he's so scary um and yeah i love it i love it so much and i think that like i think we'll get into this later but like the characters themselves are just so engaging and fun and each one of them seems to have such a perfect place within the film that i have such a good time watching it so i'm gonna give it a six okay and noted that Layla is a huge Hun hater, completely <laughs> hates Huns and anything culturally Noted. representative of Huns. Because um, they're scary. Uh, in Mulan, they are good. All right, so six out of seven for Layla. What about Nick? I also gave it a six out of seven. Wow. Could you... It was beautiful that we synced up on that. And this movie is beautiful because it is... Not, there is nothing about the movie that would take anybody, any age, out of the movie, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Besides some of the off-colored jokes now in 2022, but other than that, there's nothing that really is going to ever remove a kid from this movie. It's it's basically an action movie, um, but for kids. I mean, like, as if you look at the other Disney movies, like, this one is, feels like it's particularly linear, like it's all just she you've like as a kid you just know what she's there to do it's interesting for a bit she gets caught doing something totally badass right before yeah and then just proceeds to continue to just do badass things for the rest of the movie um so i mean just like as a kid i remember really really loving this movie i've seen it i mean just as much as any other disney movie if not more uh, because it is, like you said, Layla, just like it just holds up. The humor holds up particularly well. Like Eddie Murphy is hilarious. Um, there are, like, oh, man, I think the best example is this, and and a good example of just how well the humor is wrapped into it too is the reprise of "Be a Man" when they all put on dresses to shimmy up the side of the emperor's <laughs> castle hmm. is just like an amazing Disney moment. It's so funny. It's so well done. I mean, uh, like, I don't know. It's a six. There's nothing, 
there's nothing Layla didn't already capture besides that one little moment that I wrote down. It's like, this is <laughs> just about as perfect as it gets. It's so, it's so well, like the comedic timing of the whole thing is also just like really, really good. I mean, you're totally um, acknowledging something that I didn't say though, Nick, like the music in this movie is also really stellar. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. I'll make a man out of you is it's an incredible classic five. song. <laughs> it's a top five in total reflection like, too, music. like banger i mean we'll talk about it in the next one but they use like the uh like a musical version of reflection throughout the live action and like that's one of the better things about the live action like the music to your point uh oh man totally to your point about what's his name shen yu the bad guy yeah the hun yeah guy hey shen yu dude (laughs) shen yu (laughs) hardly know you uh they um they play this like <laughs> mm-hmm. anytime he's on yeah. screen and it just makes him that much scarier. Even though the Arctic like Arctic, the artistry and the like voice is already scary enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um they also like cue you that, oh yeah, remember this guy probably eats children or something. But also the it's song wild. that plays when she decides she's gonna steal her dad's stuff, it's like an old eighties, like I don't even know what's happening. It kind of just comes out of nowhere and you're like, Wow, I'm <laughs> Wait, in really? I'm I'll just so in. <laughs> It's like, like it just oh, gets yeah. so and then excited. She, like, storms out the gate yeah. on the horse, and it's so dramatic. Oh, so cool. It's so cool. Yes, yeah, obviously. The score it would have been sick, really dude. cool if they made it into a live action movie. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of, uh, Layla, are you, were, were you someone that was like, it would be really cool if they turned this into a live action <laughs> movie. Room for and actually, before you answer film. that, just know that I have receipts of your excitement when this the first trailer came out. <laughs> I was like painfully excited for this movie. Like yeah. I, I, I mean, anyone in my life can tell you how excited I was for this movie, and I like, like I was rooting for it so hard when those trailers came out i was like this is it we've got the first live action that's gonna do something different <laughs> and did i was you like pay the 20 bucks to watch it oh on, yeah uh, i absolutely did yeah. i absolutely did what and fuck if that do? was the biggest <laughs> goddamn waste of 20 dollars ever like it 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 had so much potential it had so much potential like they could of the disney movies of the remakes like this one had the opportunity to be something super different from what its original was, which would have been such a got smart love. move. You've got war. You've got hawks. <laughs> yeah, the hawk. Everything. I mean, yeah. it just could have been this incredible, like, action-packed samurai movie. Like, it could have been really cool. It could have been really different. It could have been a little bit darker. It could have been more adult. But they just chose to make it into this fucking pile of shit mess like i don't this movie is so bad like it doesn't it's such a mess like it has no idea what it's doing it has no idea what it's trying to be like it's weirdly self-serious for how corny it is throughout the whole movie like it's like the actors don't know what movie they're in or something because like the actors have zero personalities. Not a single one of them has a personality. They're just reading out lines and it's really uncomfortable to watch. And then there's all this corniness going on in the background. There's so much thrown in that doesn't need to exist. It's so long. Like why did the witch have to exist? Like they were trying to do some like play on like villainizing women, I think. And like what, like, like, 
what can come of that, I guess. It just was like yeah. unnecessary, entirely Wait, sorry, unnecessary. I read a I read a hilarious thing and missed what you said. Are you talking about the the, the witch? The wit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what just, they were doing, right? That's like a metaphor. I mean, yeah, but it was okay. very poorly executed oh, and yeah, also yeah, just yeah. entirely bad, bad. unnecessary. Like it didn't <laughs> add anything to the story yeah. at all. It's awful. It's awful. Um, and it could have cut the movie by like half an hour, probably, honestly. Like it just it breaks up the movie in such weird places. Um <laughs> the whole last like twenty minutes of the movie is painful to watch when she's like fighting you know, what's his name at the end? And the emperor is just like, you've got this. And I'm like, what is happening at this point? <laughs> like, it really is just oh, like really painful to watch. Like really, really painful. Um, I don't, I don't know if there's much else I need to say at this point. I mean, again, I, some of the more positive things, like I, I do think there are moments where it's really pretty and like kind of like fun to watch visually. Cause they like did a lot with yeah. the coloring of the movie and, um, I'll talk about that more later, but like, yeah, there's some parts to it that I like. I like some of the like musical tones to it. Um, weirdly, one of the things that stuck out to me a lot is I watched the OG after to like palate cleanse, you know, and like, mm, I that was wise. <laughs> I, um, I noticed that they, for some reason, changed their living situation, and I kind of wish they had kept it as it was because like they have this gorgeous like home that I would have loved to have seen a set made of. Like, I know that's such a random thing, but like instead everyone's living in this like circular living thing. No, it's not that random. No, it, that's actually like, that's the whole point of making it into a live action thing is to visualize it in a more like 3d way that we can see. And well, why not have a 3d, like what's wrong with them? Like she's from like a decorated family in the, in the, co- in the, yeah. the comics. In the anime, no, in that's the what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like they the could have, they could have made that really visually stunning. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. To, like, I totally agree. That. Like, yeah, what, that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, it 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 was it was odd. And Instead, then it's just like a hovel. It's yeah, it's so it's odd. It's weird. Like, um, and then lastly, one of the most upsetting things that this movie does is it nixes the grandmother character, which is like one of mm. my favorite characters from the cartoon, and they put in a sister for God knows what reason. Um, yeah, she has no and purpose. Sisters suck, and she, <laughs> yeah, um, she has no purpose in this movie, and she provides nothing. And the grandma was amazing comedic timing. So very upset with the movie alone for that. Um, I'm gonna give it a two. And grandmas in movies are a hot commodity. Like it'll always like a funny grandma in a movie take Minari or endearing, can win you, you know, like yeah, can win you an Academy Award. It's never so. bad. <laughs> yeah. It's never bad to have a little grandma action. Yeah, we never a bad save call. that quote. Yeah, save <laughs> that quote. Uh, Nick, what did you think about? Th- Wait, what did you give it, Alayla? A two. A two out of seven for spectacularity. A big woof, Nick. What about you? You kind of added like a uh in front of her name, like you were like saying it. And Alayla. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am uh, in between a two and a three. I don't know why it would not be a two. <laughs> yeah, what the hell. The only thing is, like, I do think that there is a younger and and also a more non-critical uh, audience that might be down to watch all two hours of this and not think that 75% of it is, like, a steaming mess. 
But I, I mean, I really think that 75% of it is a steaming mess. And the things that take me out of it the most are, yes, anything that involves a witch. I was laughing after I clarified what you said because I also had the same note. And I, there's a scene where, <laughs> where uh, I'm just going to assume his name is also Shen Yu. They have different know. names in this movie, too. a different too. name. No, he totally has a different name. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The bad guy is talking about the witch. And his men are like... His men are basically like, you can't have a witch here. And he's like, no, dude. You don't understand. I need... <laughs> like, I'm, I'm cool with this witch. Like, she and I are... <laughs> she and I are tight. <laughs> like, we don't... She's not gonna... She's not gonna pull in a fast one. Even though she's a witch. And it's... <laughs> It's such a useless scene because <laughs> you know exactly what she's going to do. And, it's, and she's like in hawk form and almost like the hawk and the guys yeah. almost get into a fight at one point. Like it just yeah. like, no She's sense. in hawk. It keeps cutting to the hawk in the scene I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure. It's and it's so unnecessary. And if it is a clunky metaphor for the same thing that's happening to Mulan a little bit, like what if we let a woman into the war room? Uh, <laughs> it's not right, a you good, imagine it's not a good metaphor yeah they could be turning into hawks every five seconds yeah, it's dude. gonna be so distracting uh i just <laughs> there are so many things to be like distracted in a bad way by this movie yeah. if it's not the dialogue that is like layla said just like the most wooden, <laughs> wooden. possible then it's like the things that are different from this movie and it's the, the, the animated one, like you, like the better remake of this movie feels like one that uh, like does honor Chinese culture in maybe a, an updated better way with, with real actors. Um, even though many of the voices are still of, of like Asian American heritage in the, the, um, the animated one, but it's that, but funny and like endearing and yeah. smart and also still about, you know, badass warriors fighting in a, uh, you know, a war. Um, and it's just not that. Yeah. And instead it's, it's boring and sort of, uh, like clunky to the max and, you know, the action scenes and, and stuff are, sort of cool to an extent, but they don't make it anything more than like a three. So I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Three out of seven for Nick. Let's talk about actoring since you kind of talked about it a little bit, Nick. Uh, well, it'll be actoring for Mulan and charactering for Mulan. <laughs> Mulan. You guess which one I'm talking about. So we're talking about 2020 Mulan? Yeah. So 2020, 2020 Mulan, how were the performances and how was the writing and directing <laughs> as it related to those performances? I mean, okay. I'm going to bring up this IMDb snippet more than once. I think that <laughs> there's an IMDb, uh, uh, whatever trivia where it says that Jet Li turned down this movie initially because <laughs> it says in quotes, the plot and pay, <laughs> or the script and pay. So the script, I don't know what they were not paying him. Yeah. But I mean, he's Jet Li, like, yeah, bring true. out the It's a Disney movie books, with Jet Li. <laughs> it's Jet Li. Do you want him or not? I don't know what he wasn't getting paid at first. But the script part, like, dude, no one, no one could do this script super well. You could have done maybe better than what 
the actors are able to put on the table with this movie, but no one is going to excel with this script. It's just not good. Everything is clunky. Everything is just really straightforward and uncomfortable. They don't, I mean, they just don't need to be (laughs) saying half of what they're saying. Like it could be cut. Like what the scenes that are included in Mulan like maybe you don't want her to have the love interest or something like that. I, I get it, but like those scenes, it's all you need to tell this story. It's very linear. There's not like a, there's not a ton that I feel like you need to have you know talked about. Uh, additionally, with with a live action movie, it's a like a two in actoring. Well, that's actually like a big part of the problem with these live action remakes because they are not comedic like they're not as comedic as the original ones so the actors are forced into a very clunky dramatic performance um and like and that becomes the most distracting thing when it's actually like real people as opposed to like lion king what was most distracting is like that the the um CGI that they use for the animals like is not very um char- well, they yeah, can't I mean, be charismatic. One of the most distracting things is the CGI they use for the fight scenes is really distracting and not. Well, we'll talk good. about eye candy in a bit, but I'm saying like the performances are going to come off clunky because you are forcing them into a kids movie story without making it as funny as the kids movie or like making it creative. I mean, I, I'm trying to find a positive and looking through the acting you know, the, the cast list. And I just, Layla, did you have any yeah, positives just, or are you more or less the same? Else? Well, so I, I actually want to talk to your point, Gabe. Cause like, I, I think about this a lot with the live action movies. Cause the biggest problem I have with this movie, especially with the writing is that it very much doesn't know whether it wants to be a children's story or if it wants to be an adult story. And like when the live action, like wave happened, I was really excited but I had hoped that the live action films were going to be built for adults and not for kids. And they went the opposite direction. Like initially with like Beauty and the Beast and the new Cinderella, like they're all very like fun and corny and sweet and have comedy in them and whatever. Um, And I was hoping specifically with Mulan because it does have a darker side to it that they would lean further into that because it can be also potentially be violent and they didn't. And it completely deteriorated the character writing and the words that were spoken. Like it has no idea what it wants to be in any given scene. So the actors, Mm. like I don't even, it's not even, maybe they would have been fine. I don't think anyone puts in a great performance, but like their lines are so goddamn stiff. Like Nick called it before they're wooden. Like it's just, they're talking and it's like not a single one of them has a personality in this movie, which is such a far cry from the original movie which is just that much more confusing (laughs) like if you want to make it you know more emotional and deeper and for adults and darker this is still not it like they're just somewhere right in this middle ground where no acting is happening at all (laughs) like nothing's happening it's like a little bit like the uncanny valley you know like where if you make something look too human then and, and it's animated then it looks disturbing it's like they're stuck there where they can't find like how comedic to make the live action without it not working. Well, but like I feel like the comedy in Mulan is not all like 
done only via animated means. Maybe, no, it, and I mean, there's one song, like, but that's not like what are we fighting for? Is mostly like a, they do like an animated thing during that, but that's not where the humor in the song comes from. No, and, and honestly, really. I think a big problem of, of this is the four main leads of the movie are like mostly known for martial arts movies. Like they 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 put help. in solid yeah. performances in their martial arts movies, but the only reason I'm saying that is because they work really well when you have a director that is known for making martial arts movies or wuxia movies like you know like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon and The Forbidden Kingdom and stuff like that. Like there's a level of dialogue that works for those movies. And there's a way of having your actors perform a lot of the like story beats that works better when you have an idea for what's, you know, motivating this whole movie. And that would be like the martial arts and the, and the, and the action and stuff. And this movie is trying to be very martial arts heavy and stuff and make it more like realistic. But at the same time, there's not like, it doesn't tr- like the way that they've developed this script and directed the actors doesn't translate as well as it would had this movie been a like an actual wuxia uh, romantic movie or whatever. Yeah. Um. So it's tough. Um. But to like all the rest of like just like characters and stuff like that, like character writing. Um. I think like maybe only cricket is the like guy friend of hers at the camp that I think is like kind of pulling off what they're supposed to pull off from the original. I think the other guys are just fucking awful. Like they're painful to watch. Um, the love interest, um, I, at that, at this point, having watched it, I'm like, you should have just scrapped it. Like it, it didn't, it didn't, it doesn't have a purpose and I don't really understand their relationship at all. And, him like their conversation at the lake when she's like bathing herself when he's like weirdly intimate with her even though it's like a man at that point for him like the way he's like we need to step up together for everybody i don't even know where that comes from really in their relationship like the relationship building is just really awkward and clunky and not well done it's very it's weird you almost just feel like he is just talking to a woman the whole time kind of and it just feels like it's not realistic to the situation at all (laughs) um so that was also poorly done. Uh, mom and dad are like fine, I guess, but like nothing moving or powerful. Like the dad in the original makes me feel more things than this dad. Which 100%. is weird. Could see Ma, uh, see Ma is like a really good yeah, actor. Yeah. But totally. he, he can come off super um, un, unemotional. Uh, like one of those ones was um, Tiger Tail or whatever on on Netflix. I just yeah. like everything about him in that movie just did not work for me at all, and yeah. it feels very similar to Mulan. So, what did you give it, Nick, for actoring? Actor, I gave it a two. I'm giving it two, two out of seven. Well. Yeah. Two so twos well. out of seven. Talk about charactering <laughs> the characters. Um, you know how well written the characters are, the voice performances, and everything from Mulan. Uh, the OG Mulan, uh, Layla. Yeah, I mean, these are just incredible. This is just such amazing character writing. Like, I love how individually done each character is. I like that at the camp, each guy has its own personality within their group, and I love the different personalities. Obviously, Mushu is just, like, 
a classic character at this point and just incredibly funny and is the comedic aspect of this movie like entirely cricket is super adorable and lovely again i love the grandmother so much the dad is really powerful to me in this movie he just seems like exactly who he's supposed to be and he fits and he Mm. makes me want to cry like in every scene that he's in um And I also just love that Mulan has, like, a real personality in this movie. Like, after watching it directly right after, I was, like, floored within the first five minutes with just, like, how much personality she exudes. Like, Mm -hmm. she's... The whole point of this movie is that, like, women are individual creatures that are powerful and have their own, like... They should they should be able to like speak their minds and she's that type of woman, right? Mm-hmm. And the Mulan that exists in the live action does not carry that in herself whatsoever. She doesn't feel powerful to me because they didn't give her any power <laughs> in the movie. Um, so I love her personality. I love her fluctuation of emotions, like seeing her feel low with her family, but seeing her be powerful within herself. Like she's such a great character. She's such a powerful character. Um trying to think of anyone else I want to like mention I like the emperor obviously like exponentially more in the OG than I do in the live action um Pat Morita R.I.P. and the our villain in this movie the Han warrior um fine mostly just not like doesn't feel very villainous to me or that I would be very afraid of him like at all he seems kind of a little bit like a little bitch to me a lot in the movie so like that's that um and then there's obviously the witch which again very confusing character (laughs) I don't really know what to even say about her character I think that like wait are we talking about the OG oh I'm sorry I just ju- I started talking about the emperor and then I started talking about I just jumped right <laughs> yeah, into the live action. I can't. I can't. Anyways, so I'll f- about I'll that leave it witch. off there then. Um I'll leave it off there. I love the characters. Um it's really hard with Disney and Pixar cuz characters are just like fucking incredible. So always, I'm going to Yeah, they always are. I'm going to go with a 5 just cuz I don't want to be like too overpowering cuz there's just incredible characters within animation, but I'm going to go with a 5. Okay, five out of seven. What about you, Nick? I also went with a five out of seven. We are on the same. We our chi is aligned. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think is the term. Uh, I I also gave it a five. Uh, I think that um, I can remember as a kid. I'll just like I can remember as a kid after this was released. Uh, we were doing a lot of a lot of a lot of San Diego trips that year. I think. Okay. So getting a lot of fast food on the way and getting a lot of toys. Oh, sick. Um, had an excellent Mushu toy. Mm. Had an excellent cricket toy. I wish it was like... I had the cricket toy. They gave you a toy that looked like Mushu pork, and that's what you were talking <laughs> no, no, about. No, no, no. It's Mushu the dragon. <laughs> and I, I just think that, that those two characters like are a great example of how Disney can make a cutesy-ass character that is obviously to sell toys, but have it like a meaningful part of the movie that like legitimately adds to what's going on uh, in a way that is, I mean, in, in Eddie Murphy's um, uh, case, like kind of career defining for him and like really means uh, like a lot to, I, I think it speaks a lot to what Disney kind of is missing in, in some of these 
situations where we're talking about movies that could be elite and are just kind of like missing the mark is there's there's often like a character that's missing like a mushu or something that kind of yeah. drives the movie in one direction but doesn't necessarily drive the plot because Mulan is like that character is I um something that'll add to what character. you said is she's relatable too like yeah. you establish that for little you know people right away for children established right away like this is someone who's relatable she's struggling to study for a test that her parents really want her to ace mm-hmm. is the first thing that you learn about her and she does it in a way that's funny and kind of slapsticky but also um you know development for for her as a character and for her to like accept that she's failed what her to do what her parents really wanted her to do and take it upon herself to you know, find a way to, to do that, even if it's um, scary and illegal. Yeah. I didn't realize that the actress who voiced her is Fennec yeah. from mean, uh, Mandalorian and uh, Boba what's Fett. What's her full name? She is not good at live mean, action acting, in my opinion, but she is like a very talented <laughs> She can be actor. decent in live action stuff. She's but, just not in... Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, that one doesn't work. But this cast is actually like really stacked. It's stacked. Yeah. Uh, like BD Wong, Wong is in is it. Excellent. I can't believe I forgot that Harvey Firestein is in it. He has one of my favorite voices of all time. It's so smoky. I only think <laughs> of him in Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, James Hong is James a, Hong yeah, is like a, a legend. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. I mean, George Takai is in it. Like tiny bit, but yeah, yeah. But they. It's good voice performances for sure, and they're like memorable ones, and especially like we're always remembering Mushu and how it differs a little bit from what he does with Donkey later. As uh, yeah, and it's just so like, I mean, it's just so. I'll talk about an eye candy. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, that's not what we're going to talk about next. Let's talk about how original these movies were. Okay. Uh, That's good I'm kidding. Let's talk about high candy. No, no, no. I was kidding. Um, let's talk kidding? about originality. Okay. How original are these movies? <laughs> Did they need to be made? What stands out for them? Um, let's stick with the OG Mulan because I think it's going to be a short conversation for the the late G Mulan. Um, but yeah, Layla. Uh, the NG. How important is Mulan? Very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this like needed to happen. <laughs> um, this is this was such a big deal for representation. This movie needed to be made. It was so important for young girls. I'm also realizing like, because I'm thinking about like Chinese culture, I misspoke earlier and said samurai like, which is Japanese culture earlier. But I mean, it's it's such an important depiction of Chinese culture. And I'm glad that it was made for young girls to see themselves and feel like their culture was represented in animation when they were growing up. Um, yeah, I and I think even just like, I don't want to say it's original in the sense of like, necessarily female empowerment because a lot of Disney movies like have a female lead and they are like trying to find their voice and find their way. Um, and like, you know, that's kind of been always the case. Like even in Cinderella, even though there's a lot of problems with that, like she's, she's trying to find her, her own voice and figure out how to stand up to people that are putting her down, you know, like that kind of empowerment with female writing has existed for a long time. This obviously being very original in the sense of 
how that fits into cultures and family and like what a woman represents within a family um, and what her place is within that. Right. And that was really big for me growing up too. Like it's a big thing. I just think in general within Eastern cultures that women are kind of like (laughs) bred to be married as opposed Mm -hmm. to, or like be a part of the household as opposed to doing anything of labor. Um, So that was really powerful for me when I was growing up. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's an incredibly original movie. Like we said before, the characters themselves are incredibly original and powerful and the comedy around that is really fun and special. Um, I don't know. Like, should I give it a seven? Are you going to give it a seven, Nick? Or are you going to give it a six? <sighs> I have six <laughs> written down. Were there any other Disney princess movies where I, you're right? The there are like similar princess? things, but are there, is there the stick it to the man theme? That's a no. great question. Burn the fucking patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's also based on um, a short story. That yeah, I'm it is just now. Um, it's a tale. It's like based off of a very yeah. ancient tale. Yeah, but so I'm gonna go a with tale six. as old as time. Uh, see, I was gonna change it to a seven now. Ah, <laughs> because I think that like taking that tale, retelling it, having the although I don't know this man's ethnicity, I don't think it matters much. He studied. Um, Chinese folklore and that's the the um the writer of that that short story. He's on the like writing panel for yeah. Mulan. Mm. So I mean like there's a lot of care obviously here taken to at least kind of get some of at least Chinese folklore correct. Um I don't know how perfect any of that is, but this is 1998. You're not like there's not going to there's not really an animated movie like this. There's not even a stick it to the man type of animated the movie. The only one I could think of, of when you guys said it was maybe maybe Pocahontas cuz she's like yeah. She is like that's, that's like the white sticking man. it to the white man. Yeah, that's like a whole different concept. <laughs> it's is like it? type of man. No, this but I mean it's man. more of like a a battle of cultures and oppression and stuff like that whereas like I guess I was saying, like, but the whole I'm not going to conform to your the, the way yeah, that she's like a woman warrior. She's a woman I'm not warrior. Conform. Yeah, that's true. Girl boss warrior. Yeah, you know, she's trying to like kind of change those like norms within her own culture of like who she's yes, supposed to be and stuff. So like, true. it wasn't the first time they had done it, and it wasn't the first time they put a person of color like at the forefront either. So like, true. That's true. there is that. But I mean, all in, I mean, fuck it. I'm going to give it a seven. But it Pocahontas is such an original. Like I don't think that I don't think that I may be wrong here, but I'm not sure the Pocahontas really gets the culture thing right. No, it has. No, a white Pocahontas sucks in, in a like, lot of ways, for sure. I'm yeah. just saying that they did it like it existed. I was, was being facetious. <laughs> I'm still going to go with a seven. It's it's Facetious like, this, dude. It's the it's a great depiction Jesus. of all the things that we want, and maybe Pocahontas didn't excel at that, but Mulan did. Yes. Mulan's like a stellar depiction of culture and representation. So seven, I think so too. And it's expanding upon this, you know, ancient story that is, you know, was expanded upon by this writer, and is then is further expanded or de-expanded by the live action. Yes. So in the live action, what I want you guys to address, please. Um, <laughs> Our mission, should we choose to accept it? Yeah, yeah, is we know, like, the obvious answer is no, this shouldn't have been made. Like, but does it, is there any creativity or originality in what they made? And if not, you know, what if they 
if you wanted this kind of movie, like what should it have had? So Layla, what do you think about the 2020? I mean, I think you could take a lot of what I've already said. I'm going to give this a one. I don't think this brought a single thing to the original. Like if anything, it ruined a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about the original. And I think, again, like I said, this movie had a great opportunity to do something. It had more of an opportunity than any other live action remake to do something entirely original with its predecessor. Like it could have completely made this into a darker war film or a very powerful emotional movie about family which it did not yeah. like it could have gone either of those two directions and it just didn't and what like it, it could did... have been fast and the furious mulan and, <laughs> and be really representative of family <laughs> yes that's what i was going for um yeah i don't know i mean but also the additions they made awful choices like awful, yeah. awful choices. Again, like the witch. witch. Like, like just witch. why? Just leave it as a hawk. Like I liked the hawk in the OG. Why did the it have to be a witch? The yeah. Metaphor. Um, the metaphor that didn't work. <laughs> so, yes, the like, metaphor that the whole movie is about. Yeah. And we get yeah. And just like we the the know. ending scene, shifting it to like them being at some like newly built, like part of their castle or whatever that like. I think they only did because they wanted her to be able to climb on things all parkour style. Like I just, all of the additions to this movie are poorly managed and awful. So it's a hundred percent of one, at least in this category, just based off of like what we describe originality as like, it's really bad. Sure. Yeah. Our, our made up version of originality <laughs> uh, doesn't fare well for this uh, movie. Uh, Nick, what about you? So back to my Jet Li story. <laughs> he agreed to be in the movie after his daughters explained to him, I would imagine something he must have already thought of, but thought, well, but the script and pay are bad. They explained to him how culturally important it would be for Disney to present a decent representation of ancient Chinese culture on a big screen. And so he signed up and did it. Now... I am not well-versed in ancient Chinese culture. And I do not know if this movie nails it. But they tried, so I gave it a two. Other than that, I agree with everything Layla says. It's a stinking pile of garbage. It shouldn't have been made. They could have done so many better things. It could have been, it could have been the exact same movie, scene for scene, and got a better originality score than, than I would give it now. Just trying too many things, not sure of what was going to work. And that's just kind of how the whole movie feels. I it's feel like, like I'm definitely ignorant to this, this, but like, aren't there sure. other like movies that depict like ancient, ancient Chinese culture? Yes. They're the maybe not screen? put out by the like massive engine that is Disney, but yeah. yeah, for sure. I have plenty that I'll provide. Yeah. So to, so I completely hear you. Cause like, so take I, that Jet Li's daughters. Yeah. yeah. Dummies. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So not original. But it's great. I mean, did it's anything point, pop out in terms of eye candy? Was there any like cool things about the visuals? It's colorful. Uh, I'm gonna actually have Nick continue, uh, and then Layla, who's currently bouncing around, uh, will just have to sit on it for a little bit. <laughs> uh, Nick, w- what did you think about the visuals of the new Mulan? 2020 Mulan? I um, I'm really curious to hear what you say, Layla. But I don't, <laughs> I don't like a- almost any of it. Um, I think it's 
one of the strangely bright movies I've ever seen. Like, hey, you guys know me. I'm not going to critique too much about the way the movie looks. It's not typically why I'm watching the movies. My eyes are bad. There, I'm there for the feels. And yeah, but it could benefit or hurt. It and does. Otherwise, yeah, and or, that's why I'm you know, saying... The script. I don't think it's... I don't think there's hardly anything about it visually that is redeeming to me. Even the fight scenes like really, really bother me. There's a yeah. lot of like cut, 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 cut to like everything as they're talking and as they're fighting. Um, the costuming. I mean, maybe it's maybe Jet Li's daughters were right, and it's an excellent depiction of ancient Chinese fashion and wardrobe and so on and so forth. But it doesn't. It just seems sort of uninspired to me because it's all very like shiny and new. And generally, the whole movie itself is just seems like exceedingly bright, <laughs> like very sunny and like light at all times, even when they are in the dark. <laughs> and I don't get it. It's just really like bright and colorful, uh, and I don't know why. But it doesn't work with the vibe of the movie, which is generally like really dark, like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like the, the theme. So I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. And Layla, I, I you give have... it a, a two. Oh, okay. Two out of seven. Oof. Okay. And Layla, um, you were going to give it a seven, I think, right? No. <laughs> no, no. Loves the colors. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Um, I'll start with what I liked. Um, cause there are a couple of things visually that I did like about this movie. Shockingly. Um, Specifically, there is one scene that I really enjoyed watching only because of the visuals. And it's when they get her ready for her matchmaking thing. The way the powder pops and flows in the air while they're getting her ready and the way that they film the makeup because of the colors you're talking about. Really fun scene visually. Like it adds so much to the process of her getting ready. And it almost feels like exactly how you should convert animation to live action like it makes it feel like a real life version of an animated scene um and it's really pretty i was really impressed with that scene and i know it's very small in comparison to the whole movie but obviously there's pockets in there like that that i really like i do like the visualization of the big cities like the imperial city i really think those are cool and imaginative and (laughs) very you just reminded me that they show you a little card that says Central Imperial City when you first enter yes. that city. <laughs> yes. It matters what the name of the car <laughs> the the is. Like, we get it. It's the capital. You're about to show us the emperor. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those cities are really fun, and I think they're really pretty. I mean, even aside from the fact that I don't think they should have placed them in the home that they live in, in this, like, weird circular right. community, um, still cool looking, even if it doesn't feel maybe that's more historically accurate. And that's why they did it. I have no idea. Um, but the like way that they imagined these like spaces, pretty cool in my mind. I liked some of the like sweeping shots, like the cinematography was pretty nice. Um, now to the bad stuff. Um, now I don't, to the bad stuff. I don't really understand like why they depicted Chi the way that they did. 
Like, oh, I forgot about that. Part of the reason this movie is as corny and awful as it is is simply because of the way they depicted Chi. <laughs> I it's like the Force. Like they have a whole scene where they oh explain God. that it's the Force. Yeah, literally. And I was like, Jesus Christ! It's literally the Force. <laughs> like the way that even she puts her hand on the ground as it's shaking, literally like a shot in whatever Star Wars movie. Yeah, like it's the, it's uh, um Jedi, yeah so, it's. Yeah insane and but the fact that it's not just all slow motion shots they also blur all of the outline around Uh the shot Uh for god knows what reason like what it's like is it like a spyglass like why is everything else blurred while this is happening like i want to see what's happening when you're using the chi it's such an and awful so depiction of a not tangible really thing. It's an awful depiction of a not tangible thing. It makes me not like Chi. And it confuses me. Chi looks um, disorienting. She, her Chi is literally her just obviously floating around as well. Like, it, it doesn't even... It looks like it's such a badly, like, corny, like, kung fu movie or something when she's yes. flipping around like i don't understand why she needs it, to look that way it <laughs> like, looks like it's being done as a lie like a play yeah like they're trying to sh- they're trying to do a kung fu movie on like a broadway set. stage yeah like, <laughs> like a stage like she's harnessed in like. on a stage yeah. like totally. you're, i mean you're disney though like i know this <laughs> movie came out in covid well, what but bizarre... it wasn't filmed during covid no, so like I, like what like you can see that being like oh that's an idea you know like you could pull that off but not like i mean this. most like, of the stuff i'm executed. talking about though doesn't even need to be cgi or like harness oh, no, like dude, it, you just need a stunt person like that's yeah. all you need like this is like this is actual I'm like sure you need that because half the actors are, are martial artists <laughs> yeah yeah shoot on location need a stunt person You're have right an there. actual well just have a coordinator on there for martial arts and also like build up cool sets that's what people are looking for you don't need to make it CGI. The fucking animated movie is technically speaking CGI. Yeah. It's animation. So it's uncomfortable. It's really like even like the first scene that's supposed to set the stage when she's chasing after the fucking chicken the whole time or whatever and she just yeah. like floats down from the fucking high as fuck like <laughs> roof that she falls from. She literally yeah. floats down. She looks like Mary yeah. Poppins. Like I don't understand Mary what's Poppins, happening in this y'all. movie. So I'm going to go with the three just because I think they have like, there are certain moments that visually feel really fun to me while I'm watching it, but like too much of the visualization of the action is just fucking awful in this movie. And it's an action movie. So bad. I'm going to give it a three. And that sucks because she was very excited based on the, the visuals in the trailer when it first came out. So shame on you, Disney for scorning Layla. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Uh, Layla, what about the pay. OG uh, Mulan? Does it have good animation and visuals? Mulan. Yeah, I I was paying a lot of attention when I, I just rewatched this literally like an hour ago. And I do like love, I watched a bunch of Disney, like like 90s Disney movies last weekend when I was with my cousin actually. And I forgot how much I like love storybook animation I really, really love when, like, backgrounds are just basically, like, drawn out and then everything's, like, the little characters are moving within what looks like a storybook. And so much of Mulan's, like, 
like yeah. big scapes look like that. And it's really mm-hmm. fun looking. It's really, really fun. And it makes you feel like you're a kid again, which I think is really great. Um, I, I think the depictions of like all of the, like the nature aspects of it are really cool. I think it's really, um, I can't speak to it culturally, but I think the things I see in it are very cool. I do love, again, that whole scene where they're dressing her up for the matchmaker. The whole matchmaker scene visually is really fun to me in the <laughs> the OG. Um, oh, yeah. That's hilarious, too. But even actually speaking of that, like the fact that what scares the woman is the cricket and it's actually like a really fun visual scene with the cricket and in the live action it's a spider that looks like it came from fucking mars or something i don't know why the spider looks like that in the live action i should have mentioned that but it looks like the fakest fucking thing i've ever seen in my entire life it's really bad um but going back to the og use real spiders on set (laughs) or crickets Um, pita it it's just really fun i don't have like a whole lot to say about it i think it's really it's um it's a good time i think it's visually really fun i like the like the actual drawing of certain characters like the visualization of mushu himself is like adds a lot to the comedy of his characters so i think that that's really fun i think the cricket is very sweetly drawn um and i think i'm the great stone dragon yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's pretty much it i don't have too much more to say i'll give it i'm gonna give it a five (laughs) Okay, and Nick, is it a, uh, above average for you as well, visually? Um, you give it a five. I- I'm going to give it a four. I'm just going to compare it to other, um, other Disney movies around the same time. I don't remember it being that being anything that I was like, you know, crazy into. The only thing I can say is um, above average. It are like I just love thinking about whether like a chicken and egg situation when there's an actor like Eddie Murphy improvising these lines, like they had to go back and animate everything he was doing. Like with the great stone dragon scene yeah. where he's like, got the like hat on. He's like, I'm the great stone dragon. And they're, he, they had to go in and animate all those ad libs he's mm. making. And I think that like the way that that is animated and some of the visuals they do with him, uh, with Mushu, are really well done and funny and they do the same thing with, but they're also subtle. They're not like overdone. Like, yeah. like they can be. Um, I just think it's a nice balance. That's the only thing I highlighted here. I'm going to give it a four. I don't think it's anything like above average for other, you know, Disney animated movies. Yeah. I'm trying to think out of like Disney animated movies at the time, like not counting Pixar, what else is like visually great. Like maybe like Hercules is like a, very I would say like one. like uh, Aladdin for the reasons that I just yeah. said for Mushu, but it is overdone. But it's Robin Williams, so it's overdone, and they add like visuals of like the people he's impersonating as he's doing voices. Yeah, that's and true. like like that is it's more creative. Visually, that's I guess. the most creative that I can think of in those. Yeah, yeah, you're not Hercules a very creative person, sure. so it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So that says something. Yeah. Hunchback of Notre oh. Dame is also really pretty, too. Oh, um, I agree with that. True, true. All right, well, we're done with visuals. Let's talk about how these movies have aged uh, and what their lasting legacy will be. Let's start with the new one, <laughs> uh, which is very new. It came out in 2020. Layla, what do you think the legacy will be, and how was it received? 
Um, this one's always hard with things that like just came out because I don't know how it's gonna like age. Um, I think right now I'm gonna go with a two because it, like I like I it has a really poor, it has a, it had a really poor reception, but um, it also had like a lot of bad publicity. Um, the main actress was fairly controversial at the time as well, supporting the Hong Kong police. Oh, um, oh shit, she did do that. So you know, that lives in my mind just in the sense of the movie when it gets brought up in my head. So like, I think there are things around this movie and also it coming out as a Disney plus $20 release at the time too, was kind of a very random thing that existed that probably won't necessarily ever exist again. I have no idea. Um, yeah, there's a lot of just very, it was like a weird time in our lives. So I feel like it will kind of exist in that way. Um, and it's also a live action remake, so it'll always be in conversation. But ultimately, like, I don't think anyone cares about this movie, likes this movie, or wants to rewatch this movie. So I would have given it a one if it didn't have all that bad publicity. So I'm going to go with a two. And it's so interesting because this movie actually did pretty well with critics across the board. And yeah. I just don't fully get that because there's so much to poke out of it. And it's just like one of those really confusing ones where the critics are much higher than audiences, but I can't tell why because <laughs> the movie doesn't merit that. And I can't tell why audiences would hate it that much. Cause it's not like, you know, it's not like some deep movie. Usually the audience score is like lower. If it's some movie that makes you think a little bit more than the action that you're, that you went to go see. Sure. And maybe it's just because it ended up being not that cool visually. Um, I think there was a buildup for this movie. So I do feel like there was a level of disappointment that existed for a lot of people. But yeah. And Anyways. Nick, do you, do you think it has a better legacy? I don't think so. I think it's just... You gave it a two, Layla? Yeah, I'm not being very nice. But yeah, I gave it a two. No, I mean, I'm like right around a two or a three. I, I also just can't really tell... Like... I can't really tell why anyone would rewatch this because it is so disappointing. It's um, not good. So there's no way people are rewatching. I know. This. I mean, not when you have the original rewatch the original. Yeah, right. literally <laughs> like it doesn't trump its predecessor. So I, I think I have to also give it a two. Like it's just, it's just not, there, there's not anything about it that, really works well enough that I think people will go back and revisit it and be like, yeah, I remember that one. The only thing I can think of is like, I wonder if people watch this in China. Maybe. Do they even? Well, didn't a lot of people in even? China boycott it because of her support of the Hong right. Kong I mean, police. like, do they yeah. even like it? Does it even less liked there? Like, yeah, I don't know. I just think the movie is just so disappointing. It, it could have added up to a good movie, but it just doesn't. And if like, if it doesn't, then, there's nothing making it stand out from it's the movie it's trying to be. So, well, guys, it was nominated for two Oscars. So, probably visuals and you're pretty dumb. Quick choreography and something else. Yeah. What was the other one? I it was something. It wasn't choreography. I don't think because they don't have that, and they should. Uh, it was visual or effects and costume effects design. Is, I guess that's what I meant. Costume design. Uh, and I think that's such an insane Academy Award to give it for visual effects. There's just like no way it was I mean, one of like, the yeah, five best just visual Disney, movies. It's a big Disney movie in a weird year. Like, So the movie know. was worth, 
or, or the budget was two hundred million, and then they had to release it during the pandemic. I guess they had to or whatever, but they released it before. <clears throat> this was at a time where it was like twenty bucks, and you had to wait, and then eventually be on Disney Plus. But they were doing Disney Plus releases during that time, like um, Onward yeah. and like Soul and stuff like that. Um, but it made sixty nine million worldwide, so it was nice. released into more theaters, you know, abroad, and it and it did make good money on Disney, and it brought in a lot of new like subscribers and stuff. But yeah, no, I mean it was a big failure, and it sucks because I'm the type of person who I like animated movies, but I'm I don't seek out animated movies that often unless they're ones that I need to watch, like Pixar ones and like you know some of the like more indie ones that come out and I know are going to be up for awards. And so like, I don't understand why they continue to fuck up these, uh, (laughs) these recreations of them because like, I want to see some of this, you know, visually in a, in like in a more realistic way, live action could work. I don't want to see it when it's just animals that are CGI, but like <laughs> I do want to see it when it's something like Mulan that really could be turned into that. And I just don't get how they could fuck it up this bad, especially with all the martial artists, actors they got too. So like, it's weird. Uh, Layla, what's the lasting legacy of the 1998 Mulan? Um, it's a seven for me. Um, I think mm-hmm. this is like in the, this is in the lexicon. Like this is, a forever, forever 90s Disney movie that people will talk about forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, I think like we said earlier, it changed kind of the shape of what a Disney movie could look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't just about princesses and becoming a princess and what that meant and whatever. Um, It brought it brought culture in, like we said, in the in a good way, in a positive way, in a way that worked. Um, it brought representation into Disney, uh, and it stands the test of time. Like I, again, this is like, for me, one of the, one of the ones I put on, that's not just nostalgia. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm excited to watch it as an adult. Like it's something that I'm like, this is what I want to watch tonight. (laughs) Like this is, this is going to make me laugh and I'm going to have a good time. Um, and the, and the jokes stick for me. I mean, just like every 90s movie, it's got its moments that aren't perfect. And it says a couple of here and there jokes that are like absolutely would not stand today. Um, but they don't hit in the way that like a lot of other 90s movies do. Um, and they're pretty easy to just like wash over as I'm watching it. So it's a seven. It's an easy seven. Okay. And Nick, is it a seven for you? Mm, I'm going to give it a six. I think it's definitely above average. I definitely would l- like, like I enjoyed rewatching it, and I would rewatch it and will rewatch it again. <laughs> I'll show it to my kids for sure. I would. Uh, I don't know that it is in the like upper upper tier of Disney movies for me. It's like just below that in a tier, just below. What is like your top three? I'm curious. But it's like very <laughs> top three. Like, are we counting Pixar too? But see, that's the thing. This is where it gets complicated for me because I separate right. out like. So then it might be top three if we don't talk Pixar because it would be. Yeah, it would be like Aladdin, Hercules, this, or mm. I think would be top yeah. three. 
Because if I take Pixar out, because Pixar feels like its own thing to me at this point. (laughs) Like I can't like equate the two for me. Like Disney, 90s Disney is its own thing. For an Academy Award. But you're saying Mulan is top three for anything from Disney that's not Pixar? No, anything that's like a Disney animated movie from the 90s, Mm. like pre-Pixar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so anything that's not Pixar. Yeah. I think so. I don't know that anything else would replace it for me. So maybe it is a seven. It also was nominated for an Academy Award for its music, which I will highlight is very long lasting. And I think every once in a while comes back up in the lexicon for some reason. It weirdly was only up for score. And it was like a really weird year for score score? because back then for score. I thought it was music. No, not a song. Not like original song. I thought it was original music. Well, it it's the score, oh, but not the. That's what it's music about? and score, I guess. Back okay. then, so back then in the Academy Awards, they split it up into comedy and musical, and then um, drama, and it lost the music and score to Shakespeare and Love, which of course beat everything <laughs> that year and is forever going to make me so angry inside. Um, but it weirdly wasn't up for best song. Which went to um, a song from The Prince of Egypt, which is fair because that movie rocks as well. But yeah. like, I can't, <laughs> I don't remember any of the music in Prince of Egypt being better than the Mulan music. Um, I mean, reflection, like, like yeah. even speaking just in legacy too, reflection, like Christina Aguilera's like cover of Reflection is something that was like a big part of my childhood and that like still comes up on my Spotify randomly, like in different mm, things. Like, yeah. That song was like chart popping. <laughs> like that was a very important song at that time. Um, and is still like if you go to any Disney playlist and stuff, like Reflection is absolutely on there. Like that's a classic to people. Oh, for sure. Um, but I mean, and, yeah, it's just weird it wasn't nominated or like yeah. any of them because there was another song from it was nominated for a Grammy and like Golden Globes and stuff. It's just it was a bizarre year. And yeah. by the way, this was like before. This is like three years before the Academy Awards started um, featuring animated movies um, as their own category. Yeah. Um, To your point, Nick, like, I think I meant more like as far as like, because for me, if I chose my top three personal Disney's, I don't know if it would be in it. But if I pick the top three, what I think are like the best Disney's from the 90s, I'd probably put this in it if I had to pick top three best. Just all around made. See, that was just for me. Interesting. But my, like, favorites are, like, probably kind of some of the shittier ones is my point. I just mean that, like, I think it is one of the top three best Disney movies made in the 90s, for sure. Hmm. What would the other two be? (sighs) Probably Hercules is one of them. Interesting. I love, I personally love Beauty and the Beast. I don't like it's problematic now, but it was very fun. <laughs> it's it's one it's of like my favorite, my personal cool. favorites. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Little Mermaid is also well, how a many banger, eggs? How dude. many eggs do you eat in one day? Three. That's a that's a Beauty and the Beast joke. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I Alexa's brother eats two no, dozen eggs per week. Like Gaston, he's Gaston. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, there's some there's some really good ones. I was going to ask you guys what you thought was, you know, like the best. Um, and I think that does vary person by person. But there's a lot of like good Disney princess ones. There's a lot of good 
you know, like Disney comedy animated ones. Like Emperor's New Groove is very high up there for me because it's just so ridiculous and it's so funny. Yeah. Interesting. See, but like, like top three in the 90s, I would go in no particular order, Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid. Yeah, Lion King has to be number one. I'm sorry. It has yeah. to be. You're not allowed See, to say I so I watched Little Mermaid this last this last weekend when I was in Portland. And as much as I really like Little Mermaid, personally, I really like it. I don't think it's like super 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 well You're made like when you rewatch it. Best as in best movies, not best as in like most popular and also good. Yeah. Like actually gotcha. like good. Okay. <laughs> okay, then now I completely understand and agree with what you're saying. I mean, yeah, and but Lion King is like gonna beat that because it's like it's it's the most popular from that era and it's also just like you know like you talk to anyone no one's gonna leave lion king off that list yeah like i was like why would she put hercules up there like i feel like a lot of people aren't like huge hercules fans but it is like a very actually good movie yeah it's a great movie for sure it's a great up there but all right but for me it's like number two because that's like that's my shit Okay, what movie won, Nick? Fifty-seven for <laughs> a nice little tangent. Mulan and twenty-one for twenty twenty Mulan. Fifty-seven out of seventy, and what was the other one? Twenty-one. Twenty-one out of seventy. Shame on you. Uh, shame on your yeah. family. Shame on your cow. Shame on um, to Disney for this. <laughs> but shame on you. Shame on your. Cow. Do you have recommendations of? Um, other things that people should watch uh, that would have been better than Mulan, the remake. Not, I have a recommendation, but it's not like that. <laughs> um, okay, go for it. In the realm of speaking of live action remakes of Disney films, um, to, I will always argue that my favorite and what I think is one of the best live action remakes, which happened a very long time ago before the surgeons of them, is Ever After, which is a oh, yeah, adult yeah. remake of Cinderella. And I think it is such an incredible live action take on Cinderella. And it's like when I talk about taking these stories and making them for adults, that's what I'm talking about. Like, kids can certainly watch Ever After, but it's a romance film for adults, right. and it's nice. And I wish more of these live actions catered to us, and Ever After does that. As much as I actually really, really love the Lily James Cinderella, it's very sweet, it's very beautiful, it's very fun. Um, that's like the newest um, Oh, Cinderella. I didn't know that they, it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's like, I think if they're going for, we're literally translating this from animation to human form, that's what they do. It's it's very, very uh, storybook, picturesque, cute, very pretty. Um, But Ever After is the version of like, let's make this for like real people and try to just use the the backbone of the storyline. And I love that movie. So if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. (laughs) That's my recommendation. Yeah. I also I like I would recommend there's a lot of martial arts movies that are like very beautiful but they're they star a lot of the people that are in Mulan um the the remake so I mean if you're not into if you haven't watched a lot of Jet Li movies I always recommend that because there's so many bangers that he did and like ridiculously stupid ones like Cradle to the Grave they're still <laughs> sick um with uh DMX I think was in that um, and he did one with Ja Rule. 
And then there was like Romeo Must Die. But I think Hero is one of the most visually gorgeous films ever made. Um, and that's with Jet Li. And it has a lot of the feel that they were going for with Mulan. Um, Fearless is also like that's probably his like most famous martial arts one. The Forbidden Kingdom is pretty good. But it also has the lead actress from Mulan and a couple other people in it. So I'd recommend that one. I just think Wuxia movies are, are that's W-U-X-I-A, are, are good movies. Like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and, and uh, House of Flying Daggers and stuff like that. He also did this one that is so ridiculous, but it remains to this day my favorite of his outside of Hero. And that is The One. And oh, if you yeah. haven't seen the one, the one goes so hard. The one goes and his name so is Gabe hard. in it. I totally forgot about that. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, so yeah, that's you totally forgot that. about that. Yeah, I I forgot about the <laughs> yeah, Gabe he's part. Just self promoting. <laughs> also, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen is in Mulan, and Donnie Yen is one of our greatest living uh, martial artists, and he is in the Ip Man movies. Uh, Ip Man. He mm-hmm. and those movies are fucking sick. Um, catch him as the newest uh, top dog villain in the new John Wick movie coming out next year. Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen is the shit. Lastly, I think it's on point, and I think I'm going to recommend it, though I didn't love it, but it, it is good and it is important, and it's out right now, and that is The Woman King, um, which is a bunch of female... Uh, Fucking badass warriors, you know, warriors sticking it to the man. Yep. So they got their chi on lock. Yep. So <laughs> that's a lot for you. Any recommendations from you, Nick? No, I was going to talk about Disney, but we we segued into that. So okay, I said my piece with my Disney <laughs> yeah, my favorites. Thanks for saying your piece. That's uh, why we come to this platform. Yes. Um. Speaking of saying our pieces, can we do Aladdin versus Aladdin soon if we're going to bust the door open with this one? Uh, oh, fuck. I forgot that they yes. made a live app. I still Layla haven't seen the Aladdin. Aladdin versus Aladdin with you. Oh, God. I have so moderating. much shit to talk. I have so many things to say. <laughs> I, yeah. I haven't, see, I haven't seen the new Aladdin. I need <gasps> to. Uh, uh, I should admit right now, I also haven't seen the new Mulan. I got 30 minutes into it and couldn't do it. It was so bad. I mean, that I, makes sense. That's fair. It was legitimate. I would have panned it in every single category to like a horrible degree. You're not. Don't do it. Yeah, but. You, you can watch the Aladdin one. It's. Pal- I, I hear I should watch the Aladdin one. I still think Guy Ritchie is just one of the more bizarre choices to make <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Such sure. a bizarre, bizarre choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if especially the fact that they gave him the keys the keys to that after he made um <laughs> uh king arthur which was yeah. just preposterous uh, although i'm like weirdly wild. a king arthur stan i like that movie so much it's fine I, it's, it's pretty fun but he's just fun. guy Ritchie is ridiculous um, but you don't give him aladdin <laughs> yeah you don't give him aladdin that's for fucking sure uh but yeah we could do that episode we could do more if you guys like this we'll do more live action ones and hopefully they're closer <gasps> Uh, excuse me. In um, next week's podcast, will be animated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, next week we don't know what we're doing, but Aladdin versus Aladdin. Well, we've no, got. We well, we do, do kind of. We are m- moving into the month of October here, which is oh, so exciting. True. So yeah. we are going to come up with some kind of fun Halloween pairing for y'all at some point in October, and then we, we will be. Two. We could do like a horror one, and Focus, then a Focus Halloween two versus one. Yeah, we'll work through, it. and then we have our. 
you know, worked up Harry Potter Part 2. Oh, that we've yeah. Got you guys Halloween have been episode. waiting for it. We're doing so, the last four movies. Start watching Potter, them so. now. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to find out what Halloween movies we're doing, go check us out on Instagram. Look up Facing Off Pod uh, or... I would say Twitter, but I don't think it's being run by our intern uh, who is uh, not going to get hired on... Uh, the intern is dead, so yeah. spooky. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it'll be less spooky and more gory what we're going to do to the intern. Uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, thanks for being along for the journey. Uh, Nick, do you have a send-off? Now that's what I call Mongolian barbecue. <laughs> What? <laughs>